And now, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's The Sean Sandifer Show. He's a lawyer for the modern age, a rising voice for the up-and-coming generation. He keeps it real and tells it like it is. Here's Sean. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Sean Sandifer Show. I am Sean Sandifer, your host, where I, as usual, will give a fresh take on the issues that matter, keeping it real and telling it like it is. This is for the week of December 19th, 2022. Quick preview of topics. We've got the Harry and Meghan bombshell Netflix interview. You might be familiar with this. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have done a tell-all with Netflix. I have watched it. It's a six-episode series. It's part of an overall larger deal with Netflix, and I will tell you about that. It might be of interest to you a little bit. There's also uh, the World Cup has been going on. Lionel Messi and Argentina have won the World Cup. White Christmas, question mark. We might see a white Christmas in some parts of the United States as the jet stream comes in from the Arctic and brings in lots of cool, or very cold, I should say, temperatures. Not a ton going on in political news. Of course, we've got Kerry Lake's lawsuit still going on in Arizona. We will see what happens with the Arizona governor election results. I'm following that. The Biden debt spending plan uh, is on, sorry, the Biden debt relief plan for certain thresholds of earners for giving $10,000 in student loans. That has been put on hold for now. I understand that that's going through the appellate process, but right now uh, that debt that debt forgiveness is on hold, and that's casting a lot of uncertainty for millions of people who owe student loans. We also have the lame duck session of Congress, and uh, they're working on passing a spending bill for 2023. We see this most years where the Congress is trying to fund the government. Will there be a shutdown? Will there not be a shutdown? Then they pass a temporary measure to fund the government for another week while they continue debating it. All the Congress people get their pork in that they need for uh, their districts and try to increase the never-ending, it seems like, the never-ending ceilings of uh, spending limits. So Congress is, is working on all of that. So that's what's going on. But for the most part, I think I have, I've observed, and I was talking with um, some people this week, that people are tired and the COVID the, the fallout from COVID, which was, we're now in our third year, started in March of 2020, 2021, now all of 2022. COVID for many people has definitely slowed down. It's, it's less impactful on our daily life, but I'm talking the fallout from being tired from that process, the shutdowns, the fighting over it, people who have lost family members, that coupled with inflation and the strains on people as real wages decrease and cost of living. Of course, we have the holidays coming up where people want to enjoy, spend time with family, and also splurge a little bit as we head into the new year. I think that has all led to exhaustion. I think there is exhaustion in the American public, in the business industries, all across the public and private sectors 
among people. So we've seen a little bit of slowdown in all areas. And also we just came off a midterm election. So the, like I said, the political news has, has slowed down a little bit. So there's not a ton to talk about. A lot of people are getting ready to enjoy the Christmas holiday next weekend. Of course, New Year's Eve. And then I think things will pick up again uh, after the new year. So first, some personal news. Last week, I launched my independent legal practice, SeanSandifordLaw.com. That's SeanSandifordLaw.com. And I started this independent legal practice with the goal of modernizing legal services. If you've ever had the pleasure or perhaps displeasure of having to reach out to a lawyer or hire an attorney, it can be an arduous process. It can be hard to get a call back. The bills can balloon and the stacks of legal bills seem to be never ending. You're not sure what you're going to pay. The responsiveness of the law firm environment may be inconsistent at best. A lot of people don't want to mess with going the distance of contacting a law firm, setting a meeting, waiting a week or three weeks or a month to get that meeting. And that's why I launched SeanSandiforLaw.com because I'm going to focus on accessibility and responsiveness and that's really my specialty is it's again it's modernizing so I can be very responsive via email even via text via zoom video calls via phone call and it's a great opportunity for people to get a hold of a lawyer at least as a starting point with me on a wide variety of topics and then of course I specialize in more of the financial areas of law. So real estate, contract drafting and review, small business guidance, basic estate planning, trust administration, financial wellness coaching. That's what I call when we work through, especially for people who are starting out in their careers or or for younger people, but it can be somebody of any age where we work on getting their budget in order and making sure that the prior, their priorities are in place for how to best allocate their money. Should they be investing? Should they not be investing? Do they have an emergency fund? Do they not have an emergency fund? And I, I liken my legal practice to therapy. If you've ever been to therapy or had some kind of mental health counseling or coaching, it's like that, except you get legal advice. So it's very expensive therapy. You get legal advice, but it's very similar to that. And we can meet online via Zoom. You can do it from the comfort of home. And this is a great service for people who might not need or aren't quite ready for the full law firm model. The economy is changing and I am changing and adapting to meet the needs of the people. And that's what you see with SeanSandiforLaw.com. I purposely announced it before the new year, before Christmas. It's a slower season. I wanted the word to get out. I wanted people to start thinking about it. Do you need these legal services? Do you know someone who might need these legal services? Reach out to me. You can set up a 15-minute complimentary call, totally complimentary. I will talk to you and figure out uh, how I might be able to help you, and we'll kind of go from there. And in fact, I launched last week, and I'm grateful to already be working with clients. I actually have a meeting tomorrow at 10.30 in the morning. And after being in school for 25 years, it was a really cool moment to not only finish my law degree, pass the bar, be licensed in Missouri, become licensed in Illinois, but also to launch this legal practice and take in my first fully independent revenue. That was um, something that I was very pleased to be able to do the very first week that I launched. I'm grateful for that. 
I hope to take on more clients as time goes on. I think, like I said, things will pick up after the new year. And also, I haven't finished SEO, so we're doing we're working on SEO. If you're not familiar, SEO is called search engine optimization. So my web designer and I are working on getting my website to pop up in Google search. And with my Illinois and Missouri law license, I'm able to access the Chicago, St. Louis, and Kansas City metro markets, as well as the rest of the state. So I think by targeting those areas, I could potentially see a full calendar. I keep overhead low by not having the traditional law firm model. I'm able to transfer some of those savings onto the client. And uh, I can do really well for myself that way. We'll see what happens. We'll see what other opportunities come available to me in media, in politics, in entrepreneurship. I'm working on a lot of different stuff, but I'm excited about this opportunity. Moving on from that, next week, so I'm doing a news roundup today on this episode, very quick. Uh, Next week is Christmas, of course, on the weekend, and then we'll be between Christmas and New Year's. So I'm going to release an interview that I've already recorded with longtime family friend Brett Getzel. He is the chief operating officer of a food service company operating in Kansas City. And he's, a, he's he gives some fatherly advice, which I think is great for heading into the new year. Uh, I'm going to be calling it uh, Brett's Advice for Life and Business. He was a guest on season one. You might remember him. And he's back for our interview for season two. And the three topics that we focus the interview on are action, execution, and continued learning. So taking action or deciding on action, executing on that action, and then continued learning. It's a great episode as we head into the new year, and I'll release that between Christmas and New Year's. And then the following week, I'm going to provide an update on my move to Florida and uh, you know, tell you how I arrived at that and what how that came to be. I think a lot of people will be interested in um, my decision to move and relocate from the Midwest to the St. Petersburg, Florida area, and I'm gonna discuss that in more detail on uh, two weeks from now, on the week following New Year's Eve. So stay tuned for that. If major news pops up, if major news things pop up, I will jump in and do a news roundup or even a a brief uh, topic overview if something major happens. If not, we will resume our regularly scheduled news roundup programming in January. But again, I'm gonna have an episode every week. We're doing Brett's advice for life and business next week. And we're also doing a solo cast on my move to Florida the following week. So stay tuned for all of that. And if you need legal services, check out seansanifordlaw.com. All right. So Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, you might be familiar. Maybe you're interested in the royals. Maybe you're not. But they're big pop culture figures, historical figures. It's interesting to cover. Uh, here's what's going on. So who who are they? Okay. Prince Harry is the younger brother of Prince William, who is in line to the British throne. Of course, the son of now King Charles and Princess Diana. Charles and Diana divorced, and tragically, Diana was killed in a car accident in Paris in 1997. And I've actually been to that spot in Paris it looks just like the photos, and there's an, there's an eternal flame there, and it's very interesting um, and also sad that uh, she died, of course, and seeing the images of Prince Harry and Prince William walk behind their mother's casket is, is difficult. 
But anyway, so Prince Harry meets American actress Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle was born in Los Angeles, but she spent time living in Toronto because she was a famous actress on the hit TV series Suits. Perhaps you're familiar with it, perhaps you're not. I've actually never watched it, I've heard of it. But Suits, and Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were set up by some mutual friends in London in 2016. They uh, went on a couple dates while in London. Then they did long distance courtship. Then they went on a trip to Africa where they spent time getting to know each other, continued to do long distance between the UK and Canada. And basically the rest is history. They got ended up getting married. They got married in 2018. And I watched this Netflix documentary. How do we get to the Netflix documentary was in 2020, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle decided to leave their official royal duties. So they wanted to depart from public life and move to North America. They, they were at first in Canada and have since moved to Los Angeles and no longer be funded by the royal family. They wanted to be financially independent. That move then led to them doing a bunch of media deals. Prince Harry is writing a memoir for which it's rumored he got a $20 million book advance. They did a Netflix deal rumored to be valued between 100 and 150 million. There's going to be several series on them. This was the first. It was a, a personal life docu series telling their true story or their full story from their perspective, as well as several other commercial gigs. Now, first of all, I want to say that I empathize with them wanting to tell their full side of the story. I can see how it would be very frustrating to always be at the mercy of the institution or the royal palace or the institution of the monarchy and never feel like you have your own voice. So I definitely empathize with them wanting to go public and tell things from their perspective. The overall gist is that they have beef with the paparazzi. Number one, Prince Harry has beef with the paparazzi going way back because he blames them for his mother's death because they never gave her any privacy. And when she died in that car accident in Paris, Prince Harry says that the pap and others say that the, the paparazzi was chasing Diana's vehicle. And so in many ways, he blames the paparazzi for Diana's death. He also, him and Meghan both, have issues with how the paparazzi has covered Meghan Markle, not only because she is an American, but also because she's biracial. Her mother is black, and they feel they've been treated very unfairly by the British press, and that Meghan has been painted as a public enemy simply because of her nation of origin, her ethnicity, and they don't feel that the palace and the institution of the monarchy defended them properly. And they allege that the, the palace would do things like put out joint statements between Harry and William, but that they would not get Harry's approval for the statement. And they would ask, Harry and Meghan would ask for certain statements or certain defenses or certain things from the British press, privacy, that the royal family or the royal palace or whatever the institution they're referring to is did not defend them. So Prince Harry said, you know what? I'm not the direct heir to the throne. That's my older brother. 
I'm out of here. I don't want to do this anymore. That caused a massive rift with other members of the royal family, such as Prince William, who, from what I'm gathering, basically thinks you are abandoning your royal duties and the duty that you were born into to serve your country because you don't like the paparazzi and you think your wife's been treated unfairly. So there's a whole bunch of other drama between the the two brothers, their wives, and basically Prince William is mad that Harry left the royal fam- the royal his royal duties and Prince Harry feels like the royal institution didn't defend his wife and treated her unfairly and the paparazzi and all the spectacle of that was not worth having for him. He's like, "Hey, I can go do my charity work without having all of the stress of being a working member of the royal family. And I think the institution of the monarchy is unhappy about that because him leaving the monarchy seems to threaten that mold. Of course, now we have uh, King Charles. This docuseries was actually filmed before the Queen's death. The interviews wrapped up in August. And so the Queen's death was in September. And now we have King Charles. We have Prince William uh, William and Kate, and of course William's kids, and Harry and Meghan reside in California. Now I'm not sure if I fully buy the whole victimhood with the paparazzi. I mean, I've never had to walk in their shoes in that way, so I don't want to necessarily be judgmental. But I do think there are a lot of people who would trade places with them, who would love to marry into the royal family in Meghan Markle's case. And so how much, with all the privileges that come with that, how much of victims are they actually from what they are in a way trying to paint themselves on the docuseries? I think that's a tough sell. I think that's a tough sell. I support them in speaking their their stories, but I think it's a tough sell. So that's where I stand. Okay, now for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. This is, of course, held every four years, 2014, 2018, 2022. Traditionally, the World Cup is held in June and July, but this World Cup was held in Qatar. And because of Qatar's intense summer heat and fairly high humidity, the matches, the games, the matches, I'm not a big soccer follower, but they were played in November and December. And Argentina and world-famous Lionel Messi defeated France on penalty kicks after finishing tied 3-3 in the World Cup final. This is Argentina's third World Cup title, the first since 1986, and it deprived France of back-to-back championships. Messi is is a superstar soccer player as other countries say, football. And he had won many things, but my understanding is that this was his first World Cup and now cements his legacy as one of the best soccer players of all time. And it was a great game, I guess, because they were tied 3-3, went to penalty kicks, and Argentina ended up winning there. And also, because France came back from a 2-0 deficit, 10 minutes left in the regulation, then they trailed 3-2, in extra time, because soccer matches have extra time, don't ask me the rules on that, not an expert, and then uh, ended up 
forcing the tie, went to penalty kicks, and Argentina won. Apparently it was very entertaining. I didn't catch much of it. But I will say, when I was in Germany in 2014, I was over there for as part of a host program. I, we hosted somebody for two weeks, and then I went over there for two weeks. In 2014, I was a junior in high school when the World Cup was going on, the USA-Germany game, and we were in a small-ish town in southern Germany, in Bavaria, and U.S. played Germany, and Deutschland, as they say, and that was my first real experience with soccer, and it was very entertaining. The culture of it is very lively in other countries, partly because their other sports aren't as big as they are in the United States, whereas we have basketball, golf, tennis, baseball, football, like American football. Those seem to outshine soccer in the United States in many areas, but I will say I, I had a chance to see the World Cup in 2014. Uh, not an actual game, but we were in like the town square and it was up on big screens. It was really cool. So maybe I'll get back into it at some point. But anyway, Argentina has won the World Cup. All right. Also, we're looking at potentially a white Christmas coming our way for a large portion of the United States. There's snow potential across many parts of the Midwest and Northeast. I was able to take a weather class when I was an undergrad. It was very entertaining, very interesting. And uh, the professor was one of the most popular professors at the University of Illinois. I believe he went on and took a very much higher paying weather consulting job in the agriculture industry. But we learned about how all kinds of severe weather forms. The class was called Severe and Hazardous Weather. I'm not sure if that's still offered, but basically how it works is high and low pressure comes in from different parts of the jet stream and depending on the pressure amounts that can affect the weather. So this week we have the jet stream coming in from the Arctic. So we have lots of cold Arctic air coming in. You can picture a uh, kind of a U-shape. It comes in then it goes back up and it dips down. This jet stream dips down below Tennessee and so we're looking at snow potential all the way across from Oklahoma City in Oklahoma up through Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, parts of Pennsylvania, New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa also affected. And so uh, I know my area in central southern Illinois is potentially calling for three to six inches of snow going into Christmas Eve, maybe more, and also very cold temperatures. So we might get a white Christmas. And I, for one, only like snow. If I'm going to have snow, I either want it on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, or I want it to be at a fancy ski resort, a fancy ski lodge. Pretty much other than that, I don't need snow. That's why I'm moving to Florida. I like sunny weather, warm weather. I need the sun on me. I need the energy. But potentially a white Christmas coming our way. So with that, I will continue to follow any developments in the lame duck Congress. I'm also following legal developments in the Cary Lake election lawsuit case, tracking Joe Biden's whereabouts, which isn't much, doesn't seem to be doing much lately. Maybe it's because of the holidays. Maybe it's just the vibe. Now uh, we have a big bureaucratic state running our country. We need hands-on 
leadership. We will see what happens when the Republicans take back the House in January. We have a divided Senate, 51-49, Democrat control and a Democratic president. And I expect pretty early in 2023, the race for the White House in 2024 to pick up. So with that, I will uh, continue to monitor and I'll jump in on, uh, on the podcast if any major developments occur. Until then, be sure to check out my pre-New Year's Eve episode coming next week after Christmas with Brett Getzel, advice for life and business, and then my discussion on my move to Florida happening the first week of 2023, and then we'll pick back up with our regularly scheduled news and politics roundups every week. As always, if there's any topics I did not cover that you'd like me to cover or give an opinion on or talk to you privately about, please email me at hello, that's H-E-L-L-O at theshawnsandifershow.com. You also can follow me on Instagram at Sean Sandifer and TikTok at Sean Sandifer. And I have been releasing weekly video content. I try to do approximately four videos a week on TikTok. So follow me there to check those out. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and of course a Happy New Year. And I will talk to you all later. I am Sean Sandifer, your host. This is The Sean Sandifer Show. Thank you for listening to The Sean Sandifer Show. This episode is over, but you can connect with Sean on Instagram and TikTok at Sean Sandifer or on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Sean Sandifer Show. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to share it on your social media pages or Instagram story. And we'd be grateful if you would help us grow the show by submitting a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Finally, we always love hearing your feedback, questions, and comments. Please feel free to message Sean on social media or send an email to hello, that's H-E-L-L-O, at theshawnsandifershow.com. Thanks for being a member of the Sean Sandifer Show community. The Sean Sandifer Show, available wherever you listen to podcasts.